It's week 11 of the NFL season. Let's have some fun. You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. For fantasy sake, presented by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill on the For Frequency Sake Podcast Network, presented by Durham Remodeling and Ryan Allison Tattoo. I am Nick Brinks, along with Joe Winkle, Dan Hancock, and Brian Craighead. Gentlemen, it is good to be here with you. Week 11 is underway, and unfortunately for some, it got off to a really bad start on Thursday night. Let's talk to Dan really quickly. Let's see. Gus Edwards was on the bench. And Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews were in your starting lineup. Brutal. Give us your give us the lowdown. I'm just sad. I I I you know I even picked up Tyler Boyd this week just because with the without T Higgins I figured that matchup was going to be a lock. Um, and it looked good in the first quarter when he did play. Unfortunately, he just tore his wrist open. But luckily, I did end up getting Mixon in that in there. Um, so mixing kind of gave me a little point, so it's not not gonna be too bad of a week, but yeah, uh, rough rough week for Burrow's owner, Burrow owners, and Andrews owners. So let's go from one sad man to another sad man. Joe Winkle, Florida State, looking good, and then it all comes crashing down. Does it look like I want to talk about it? Joe hates football. His new name. I, I don't like football anymore, honestly. I'm still not over it. I don't know if I'll ever be over it. I don't think sports have ever hurt me this much. And I'm not being, I'm not joking. Uh, you go two and a half months watching the only, I remember stuff about every detail about everything because I'm sick and disgusting. I remember watching this team when I was four, like six years old. Uh, I was a child, and I can reminisce Florida State football. And this team was in the darkness for over a half decade. And the guy who was the best player that revitalized it and rewrote the record books, literally, as the Florida State quarterback with the actual greatest Florida State quarterback of all time in the building, with the entire greatest foot college football team of all time in the building, 
the 2013 Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, you heard me. Uh, it just sucks, man. It's not fair. We're ta- I'm obviously talking about Jordan Travis, if you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, it's not fair, man. The game is cruel. He deserves better. And that sucked. That really sucked. Let's see if Brian can get us on to a, a happy streak here. Yeah, I'm going to try to be a little bit more optimistic for Joe. Hey, Devin A-Chain's coming back. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name, but uh, that's okay. But he's coming back today. Justin Jefferson's sitting, but uh, that's okay. Better times. How about we uh, look for love in all the wrong places now? So we'll see if we can find some Tinder matches. And um, we'll start here. And uh, we'll start with Joe Burrow. Josh Dobbs, if you're lucky enough to have him already, or if he's somehow on waivers, free agent, etc. Can't imagine he's in he's available in too many leagues. Uh, but good replacement for Joe Burrow. Are we swiping right on that? Or I to me, this one seems pretty easy. So is anybody not swiping right on this one? I think that's a pretty solid choice. I would I would I would take I would take Dobbs um with you know to replace him though probably he's already scooped up by now. Um we're in a spot where I don't know exactly how well he's going to keep up this insanely high clip because he did have a dip as well in Arizona. But hey, maybe we can just enjoy the ride. Maybe Jefferson's back with Jefferson coming back, even though I guess he's not going to play today still. Uh, if he keeps coming back or when Jefferson comes back, you add another weapon. They have an elite set of guys on offense. Maybe he can just kind of keep riding this wave. Uh, but he'd absolutely, I mean, he'd be worth it. Um, you don't have many options at this point considering half the league has quarterback injuries. Pretty soon, Kenny Pickett is going to be the best quarterback in that division, it seems like. They've oh, lost exactly. the Gross. Gross. <laughs> Don't Pretty soon, Kenny Pickett's going to be the... Any voodoo, voodoo on Lamar God, Jackson. That, just throwing that, it out there. You that gotta, just you made me depressed you, hearing Lamar. you say that. Pretty soon, yeah. Kenny Pickett's going to be the best goddamn quarterback in the NFL, man. Yep. There was... There was a video that came up on my Twitter with uh, I don't know if you remember the game Mario Party, where it had like four people on a on a little rotating block, and it was each team in the AFC North, and it said fighting for first place, and the one that had the Steelers just stood there while the others fell off. <laughs> and that that's like it's every time I look at their record, I think it's a lie and a typo. Hey, that's okay. As a Steelers fan, I know it's real. So there you go. I'm real lucky. Okay. So right, Josh yeah. Dobbs, he's got a he's got an interesting matchup Sunday night football against the somewhat red hot Broncos. I mean, ever since the uh, 70 to 20 pouncing that the Dolphins put on them, that defense has actually started to look a little respectable. They've beaten Mahomes and Josh Allen self-destructing self here in the last few weeks. We'll see what Joshua Dobbs can do against a defense that's playing pretty well tonight. Geno Smith. How about him to replace 
Joe Burrow. I just picked him up today because I had Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love, and I have not liked my quarterback play at all this season. So I'm taking a swing at Geno Smith, hoping last week's one good week can uh, duplicate itself. I'll, I'll swipe right, but I'll leave it in the leave it in the messages. I I think we're he's having a year where we're seeing flashes of what we saw last year, and then we're seeing flashes of what we saw his rookie year. Like it's you're either getting one or the other. There's no middle ground. It just I think it just depends on the matchups. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about today's matchup, but I I'm swiping right here and um. Another name I would throw out there, one thing to keep in mind, we're now in week 11, players that really haven't played all year, like Kyler Murray, might be at least worth looking at to see if they're on your waiver wire or not. Depends on the depth of your league, he could be. Man, I'll swipe left and be mean. He had a bad about month before that game last week. I like Geno, and I think I want to believe that he can keep it going, but... Man, we'll see. Um, I think today's. Um, I think that they'll do well today. Spoiler alert! But there's just probably. I mean, if Gino's out there, he'll probably like again. It's if Gino's out there, then you probably don't have a better option, like sitting in like free agents and like you're on the waiver wire, but. Um, there's still it's it's tough because he has had a bad stretch before last week. So we'll see. We'll see if he can keep it rolling after last week's good game. Okay, so that's Gino. We'll try to speed through some of these. We've got Jake Browning. Can he replace the man he's replacing? He threw a touchdown to Jamar Chase late in the game on Thursday. Anybody like you, Dan? Desperate enough to take a shot at Jake Browning this week because I guarantee 100% that he is available in literally <laughs> every league in the world except maybe his his family's fantasy football league that they drafted him. And they've just, just been starting him all year. Yeah. It's just his mom. No one else would pick him up. <laughs> <His> <laughs> no mom. one who he's backing up. His mom um, drafted him. No, because I think I saw something earlier that said the Bengals are in prime position to tank right now and get some kind of like top level offensive lineman with a top potential top 10 pick with the right, they're going with the backup. Um, you know, you they could be a little bit more cautious with T Higgins now, and we might see, you know, him be a little more questionable the next, next week. Um, so I, I wouldn't even think about picking him up because the ball's going to be in Mixon's hands pretty much, or it's going to be screenplay. So you're just going to have to hope Jamar Chase can break one. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely swiping, swiping left here. I would feel more comfortable with Tom Brady at this point in time. So, give me Jake Fromm. They worked <laughs> out Joe Flacco this week. I saw. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was about to say Flacco would be a little younger option than Brady, 46, I think, and 38. So, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling Jake Browning. Um, he he was good at Washington, but he's not going to be good in the NFL. So. He Sam Howell. He made a college football playoff. Now, I will say for Sam Howell, in my in one of the leagues that I'm in, the Joe Burrow owner started off really slow. And Joe Burrow started off really slow. He picked up Sam Howell, and now he's like fourth in the standings. So he has already picked up Sam Howell to replace Joe Burrow, and he likes his choice. I think this is a fairly 
easy one, at least in a, in a fantasy perspective, Sam Howell has been playing pretty well this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah and, this is why bright completely. Yeah. And especially with um, the, the back, the backfield's kind of turning into a run by committee. Um, we're now seeing three running backs getting consistent touches. Um, but the one thing, the one thing that's been the most consistent is Sam Howell throwing a deep ball to scary Terry. So I, I think we're going to see more of that. And if once they get to the point where they're eliminated, I think we see them really just test how how good he could be. DJ said apparently that this is a family show. Hey, man, I just had to get it out of the way. Like uh, uh, when Jordan a couple weeks ago asked who the uh, who the F is Michael Mayer. So, you know, we all have our <laughs> moment. I think, yeah, Sam Hell has been awesome this year. For the most, I mean, from a it's, from a fantasy perspective, he's had some weird, wonky game moments, but I mean, geez, at least in the league that I'm looking at, he is fifth. Is it of a all good quarterbacks thing? in fantasy scoring this year? So he, depending on your league scoring, he's up there. How about this for real life scoring? He's leading the National Football League in passing yards. Wow, what? That's usually pretty good in fantasy. Stats, <laughs> and especially against board. a Giants team like that this week. So Joe Burrow was obviously the the big name, the huge name that we lost on Thursday. But Mark Andrews also had a had an ankle injury done for the year. Pat Fryermuth, are we sticking in the division to pick up a tight end like Pat? I had him last year; he was pretty solid, but I, he's not been the same guy this year. Given my hatred for the Steelers that I've preached for two weeks, I'm I'm not only swiping left, I'm reporting the account for catfishing. Um, <laughs> I got hey, a smile out of Joe. Successful. <laughs> His day has turned no, around. I, oh, I I think if you're if your team is stacked enough that you know you can take someone that's going to give you like maybe ten points one week and maybe like two the next, but. Anyone that's throwing, it's catching balls from a man named Kenny Pickett, I, I'll never trust until he's out of the league. I'll, I know this is biased. I'm going to swipe right now. Just hope for a second date based on the lack of tight ends on the waiver wire. So, <laughs> so that's Pat Fryermuth. We'll uh, move on to Dalton Schultz, the former Cowboy, now still in the state of Texas, and he's got a heck of an arm throwing to him. Yes, yeah, so it definitely quite bright. I just, I just debate whether he would actually be available on most waiver wires other yeah. than like an eight-man league. Yeah. Some would say he's got a very valuable arm thrown to him. Uh, yeah, no, Maybe I the most. Schultz, very, could be. <laughs> Schultz has been pretty good. Um, even with their, you know, they've had the Texans this year have kind of had a, from a receiver, skill player standpoint, it's kind of been a, you know, everyone gets their turn kind of situation where every other week it seems someone different is having a 30 point game in the roulette wheel nico collins one week noah brown noah last brown. week tank dell has a big like it, they have definitely just been cj stroud is out here feeding families uh but yeah schultz would be definitely worth it what one, yeah. one interesting one interesting tidbit in regards to schultz I saw on the fantasy show this morning is he's had less than five receptions or four receptions or fewer in seven out of nine games. So the one thing he's really doing well is getting in the end zone, but you got to, you know, a tight end position, you got to take him. So 
All right. We're going to try to speed through a few of these. Trey McBride, uh, another option to replace Mark Andrews. Anybody feeling confident about that one? Oh, yes. a complete swipe right here. Yeah. Okay. yeah super seems, like... pretty, seems pretty unanimous there since uh, Ertz has been banged up and stuff. Joe, Johnny Smith. Uh, he's, oh, I'm, he's, I'm he's super playing, liking. You, you know me and my love for Johnny Smith. You but, know who else? You know who else is who is super liking that is Arthur Smith. He is super liking. Now keep keep in mind that the Falcons are on a bye today. So. <laughs> but if and they somehow like, lost already. <laughs> <laughs> but I I know there are some some leagues out there. Depending on your bench bench depth, if you're desperate enough for a player and you've got to drop somebody on a bye, maybe yeah. his availability will go up just a little bit this week for that. Okay, so Justin Fields. Um, I gotta I gotta zoom in here. I can't read what that says, DJ. Top. Uh let's see. Can anyone else read that to top 300 all, 300 yards all purpose in return. yards today? Okay. No. He's returning. Can he get over 300 passing and rushing yards total? Swiping left. I with especially it being a hand injury, I think they're gonna be a little cautious on letting him let it loose and um, Detroit just has such a good front four that it's it's hard to get. It's going to be hard to get past them. Man, people cer- certainly forget how life works. Uh, listen, man, I understand folks are were, were some were very fond of Tyson Bajent. Some hated it. Uh, I think you'll probably learn today why they should be having an opening at that position in about two months or whatever the how whenever the season ends at this point sounds like a swipe left to me yeah joe's not feeling it okay so that'll do it for fantasy tinder lastly anybody that we did not touch on that you think deserves a little recognition for replacing joe burrow mark andrews the name that i will throw out there and i already picked him up when andrews went down because i had a bench opening or I, I, I dropped somebody I didn't care about, whatever it was. I picked up Tyler Conklin. He's been playing solid at tight end, and he was available in my really deep league. So I was like, I, think, I, need, I need a tight end. I'm going to go with Conklin. I think Luke Musgrave might be one to stream based on matchup. My name, he, my name is why don't you go with the same team, Isaiah Likely. Uh, was it last year the, the, there was a game Andrews was out and Likely just put up a huge game? Or was that two years? Yeah, yeah but to be, tight ends regardless to be fair, back that year they didn't have any receivers. Now, yeah. now they have. It seems that the offense is running through the wide receivers instead of through the tight ends. Okay, so that's fantasy tender for today. We're gonna play for fantasy sake connections when we return in a moment. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. And with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, The expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, 
and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision. For Fantasy's sake has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for Toys for Tots this season. From September 10th until the end of November, 10% of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route96Boutique.com. All right, we are back here on For Fantasy Sake, presented by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us for Frequency Sake QC and also streaming today on Facebook and I believe on Twitter slash X. What do we what do we call it, Joe? The artist formerly known as Twitter. There it is. Uh, go follow us there as well. Okay, something going around on TikTok recently, apparently. It's a game called Connections. I had actually not heard of it. Sounds like you guys have maybe been playing it for a few weeks here on the show, but we're going to uh, play a little bit today and Hopefully everybody can read that. It's kind of small on my screen, but uh, let's see here. We've got <laughs> essentially all running backs and receivers. You guys have played this before. Before I give any hints or anything like that, I'm going to let one of you go first. We've got four different answers that we can look for today, and depending on how good you guys do or how long this takes, I may just have to start giving some pretty big hints, but we'll see who wants to start. Can I ask real quick? Does it have to do all? Does it all have to do with statistical things this year? Three of them, yes. Okay. So three of them are statistically related, and I will give you this hint too, because they are statistically related. One of them, or two of them, will be all running backs or all receivers. Okay, I think I got one. one. There will be one that's going to be a mixture. I think I got one. Um, okay. Etienne. Etienne, McCaffrey, Mostert, and Henry, all 100-yard rushing game? One incorrect. Uh, Lamb, Allen, Hill, and A.J. Brown. 
receiving yards leaders look at you go joe now i'll be honest is that what you were thinking was yards or were you thinking touchdowns or were you just thinking these are four studs i thought it was gonna i just i thought it was gonna be something along the lines of like either a either a touchdowns thing or a uh like a single game performance like for yards like all have had this amount of yards in a game because lamb just had this crazy he lambs on this run of like three straight games with 10 catches 150 yards tyreek's had a couple big games aj brown has been like the second coming of god for two and a half months uh (laughs) and then keenan allen had a big game last week against uh um, what should we call it? Um, against da- the Detroit, so I figured that was kind of the the realm. But receiving leaders, I guess that makes sense. Okay. All right. I think I think I got it because I saw Man, it said I was one away at the top on mine. Um, let's go Etienne, Edwards, McCaffrey, and Mostert. I'm thinking like touchdown leaders. Look at you go. You gave us the category as well. <laughs> Bonus points. Gus Edwards is that high in touchdowns? Good Touchdown boy. vulture. We well, got two this week. I, I'm I'm assuming those two. Yeah, counted. thanks for reminding me that. He had two this week on my bench. <laughs> All right. So that leaves uh, some running backs, some receivers. So one of them will be all of one, and the other will be the leftovers. <laughs> I got it. Capacity. Joe thinks he's got it, but I guess before Brian, you haven't uh, done one of these yet. Do you want to try or do we let Joe try it? He's muted. Oh, you're you're muted. If you're trying to talk, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, Yeah, I think Joe would be better than me. I'm uh, (laughs) I'm the world's worst at this game. Okay. Well, here, watch me. Watch me fail. And give us your thought on why you're selecting your four. It's not. Oh, my reason isn't the reason, but it's just funny. It's vibes. Uh, vibes G- vibes GPT. Uh, Pollard, Tony Pollard, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, and T. Higgins. Insane fantasy disappointments this season. Good, good, good one. Incorrect oh. in the game, but maybe correct in our hearts. Darn. <laughs> Daggum. Okay. I'm gonna, I was reading an article about this this morning, so I'm going to go with Pollard. Adams, Higgins, and Evans all are free agents next year. Well, um, same again. Pollard, Adams, uh, Higgins, and Evans. Uh, Let's see here. Because you're on the right track. I will say that. Um. At least TJ's got for us, Devontae would not be included. Or no. I'm, I was going to say, since you have Derrick Henry one. highlighted, I'm going to guess the, it's Derrick Henry in there. I was, I was clicking the wrong one. I had Adams selected. Did you say Adams? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Adams, Adams Higgins, Adams is not on the list. According to DJ, Adams is not on this list. Okay, so I'm going to guess Henry is still on the list since you highlighted that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave these three, but you're on the right track. I'll, you're on the right track. And Who's then Higgins is the last one. All right, let's try that. There you go. Yeah. And do so, we wanna, do we want to give a? Left. Do we want to give a fifteen-second the uh, guess on where they will all land as free agents? Somehow, all of them are going to be on the Eagles. 
<laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Do uh, any of them re-sign with their current team? No. Yeah, I say Henry's good. I think I think if the Cowboys offered Pollard, he's gonna stay. Who's gonna offer Pollard money? He's been awful this season. <laughs> he needed, Jerry Jones is borderline be, dementia at this point. He needed he to be a free agent after last year. He's been terrible this year, man. Yeah, it's not been good. Uh, I'm going to say these other four guys have something to do with target share being the being the uh, leading receiver for the uh, for their team or something. There it is, target leaders in the NFL through ten weeks. Yeah, he, so there the, we go. Th- that yeah. I think Higgins could either land if the Bengals don't keep him because the Bengals aren't aggressive. They have become aggressive as an organization. Um, and maybe they will maybe they will be in a spot going into next season where they'll just be like, man, everything is stunk this year. We're just going to run it back. Who cares if we're going to uh, – I don't know who's clicking the comments, but might want to click that to take that off. Um but uh, maybe they're gonna want to, you know, gr- bring Higgins back just to say, "Listen, man, let's try to let's try one more shot." Evans could be a chief. Um, who was Mahomes needs some help? That's for sure. Who knows about Derrick Henry? Yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry. I don't think will be a Titan the way that they're playing Tajay Spears right now. Some uh, some actual spots for T Higgins to land, Houston. Um, I think will definitely be a team that looks after looks out for him. There was bring him close one. to Clemson, bring him to Carolina. There was another one. Let me look through the NFL standings and I'll it'll jog my memory. Derrick Henry in Baltimore would be interesting. Good guy. Can you imagine the read option there? Oh Hig another AFC South team, Jacksonville. Jacksonville and Houston. Are two teams that I would look out for for Higgins and Kansas City if they can't get like a if they can't get Evans or complete my my theory. Uh, all right, DJ, you say that now. <laughs> oh, uh, he was he was running his mouth too much after that game. <laughs> no, I don't blame him. Who needs an offense when you can beat the Dolphins twenty-one fourteen? That's what he says. So, okay. That'll do it for Connections. That's fun. My first time playing Connections, and you guys did well. I'm I know. That, you. Congratulations. We sucked, we sucked it, last week. This week, we were much better. Yeah, because it was my third time, easy. but my first time to get one right. Yay. DJ <laughs> would find categories that were like players in college that averaged top two in fantasy this year on seven. <laughs> and it'd be like, how did you guys not understand this? In odd numbered weeks. Players that said their favorite cereal is Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Joe, you know this one. <laughs> About what? Frosted Flakes? No, that's what he would say. He would be like, Joe, I, I'm not going to give you a hint. You know this one. Yeah. And we'd just be staring at it. When we come back. Also, don't forget, you can send us your start and sit questions in the comments. We'll get to our answers at around 11.15 Central Time. I know, Dan, for sure, you're in Eastern Time, so we got to look at the right clock here, 11.15. But when we come back, we're going to take a deep dive into daily fantasy. Brian, Dan, and if Joe or I have any input as well, we'll chime in. That's all next on For Fantasy Sake. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. 
On Sundays, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up $1 wings and $2.50 drafts and domestics all day. And your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? You'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and beer fix, finish off your football-watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC-style pies for the last 24 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Lopez Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and Downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Lopez is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Lopez Pizza, a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. For Frequency Sake has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Villagomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Girl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11.30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. And if you need a an extra dose of Joe, here he is. Right there. Uh, right here. He's right over here. Hi, Joe. Hey, Nick. Oh. Uh, real talk- quick. Yes. Uh, to note on that, uh, we are not going to be live tonight with the Educated Ignorance live show. Um, Joe needs an extra day to decompress after yesterday. I will be on the card subject to change still, though, tonight. We're doing a little crossover. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, full gear was last night, so we're going to be talking about that. And uh, then tomorrow night, Nick and I got kind of a doozy planned out tomorrow night. Uh, unless Nick is, you know, going to leave me at the altar for what hopes to be. Please, God. I mean, who knows? Maybe three plays in both quarterbacks will be abducted. A.J. Brown will be taken off on a helicopter. Uh, or a Tra- drone. Travis Kelsey will be will be late to the game because him and Taylor Swift were eating dinner at a buff at a barbecue joint in KC. I don't know. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? But uh, hopefully tomorrow lives up to the to the excitement because God, we need it. This football season is final score seven three. 
I mean, if the game is low scoring, <laughs> I, I would I say this. I, I would say this if I was in Kelsey's corner that maybe he should consider his dating choices. He hadn't scored in over a month, so I'm hoping he's scoring elsewhere. <laughs> oh, brother, he's scoring. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I hear she won't be there tonight because the concert got rescheduled. So. Also, we won't we won't see the the camera panning over every five seconds. I don't know. I heard that they were all going to meet. Like he was going to meet. She was going to meet. Her family was going to meet. They're hit. They're hit. Like the Kelsey family on Monday night. I don't know. But maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't follow Taylor Swift. I don't either. My my wife visit. does apparently, and she said that a concert got postponed, and she's down in Brazil still. Apparently, well. there's a. There's someone on TikTok made a tracker of every time he has an off day. So he when they, they might possibly see the photo of two of them together at the same time. <laughs> and they were freaking out because it wasn't on their plan for him to be at her concert last week. Oh, hey, man, listen, he's uh, he's had some off days with work. He's had a couple off days on the field, but that man had had an off day in about a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. My girlfriend just confirmed she, she is still in Rio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. All right. So we'll talk daily fantasy instead of Joe's fantasy. Uh, Brian and Dan. Incorrect. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. Uh, we're going to talk daily fantasy. Fantasy is not related to Taylor Swift or uh, her love life, anything like that. Stacks, values. Guys to avoid. <laughs> How we feeling? Are we avoiding Travis Kelsey because Taylor Swift is gone today? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a I'm gonna. Point. I'm gonna avoid him considering he's playing on Monday night for sure. So he's not part of my main slate. Yeah. There In you terms go. of that's stacks, true. I've got three. To uh, my, my my upper end would be um, golf and Jameer Gibbs. And my two lower stacks, I mean, we've already talked about him, but Stroud and um, Stroud and Tank Dell would, would be my, one of my lower ones. And then with a comeback of uh, Trey McBride. And then my other, other stack that I like is, um, oh, oh, Purdy and Ayuk. Okay. Yeah, I really, I really like that. Uh... Purdy IU because that seems to be his uh his go-to every single game. Now that's his favorite target. I mean, every, obviously, like if from what I've seen, a lot of the balls for Debo have just been screen passes or little drag routes and just letting him run. But it seems when he's going down the field, it's either IU or Kittle. So and that actually brings me to what what are your thoughts on if you don't stack them with a wide receiver you stack with like George Kittle are you like willing to pay up that much right now for that or no I don't like Kittle's pricing in this one he's actually the number one priced on on DraftKings and I'm I'm not a fan of that um, if I wanted to go inexpensive at tight end and it's not a pretty play but I like Tyler Conklin on the inexpensive side but I don't see Kittle on the on the I don't want to pay the most for him. I'd rather pay down for him for um, maybe Dalton Kincaid or Trey McBride. I, I love him this week. And it's kind of surprising to me. Uh, two weeks ago, I certainly would have said that my game of the week to target would be cards and Texans. So, 
So and let me ask you, just because I'm curious, I've seen a lot about him this week. Um, with as bad as the Packers run defense has been, I mean, we saw Najee Harris and Jalen Warren look like legitimate running backs last week. Um, were you are you willing to pay up for Eckler's price at 86? I always love Eckler. It's just, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I mean, both McCaffrey and Eckler, I mean, you always love them in, in your lineup. It's just what are you willing to pay down for? So, But that's that's another thing I found pretty interesting in, in the wide receiver slate. There was a lot of receivers. DraftKings this week, for some reason, priced a lot of receivers, 7500 8000 and more. So, I found I found some cheaper options at wide receiver that I, I like the matchups for. I went McLaurin, Kirk, and Tank Dale all below six thousand dollars, and that provides you a little more opportunity at the running back, which could include Eckler at eighty six. So, and with like defenses, do you, are you just more looking at this point? At like, is it just worth it to pay for the Cowboys going up against uh, Bryce Young this week? You certainly could. I, I like both sides of the um, of the implied total of thirty three points, the over under for the Steelers Browns. I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore that. <laughs> ignore that, even as the Steelers fans, like, okay, we expect one team to score seventeen and the other to score sixteen. The total's thirty three. Yes. What is this? An Iowa football game? It feels like it. Yeah, the over under for that game is thirty three, or at least it was late yesterday afternoon. Um, the other defense I don't mind, and the cheapest I could find on the board that I would consider, because the Bills have been a little turnover heavy lately, would be playing the Jazz. If you just wanted to, if you just wanted a you know cheap, inexpensive defense, they're at twenty six hundred. So, you know, I don't know that they'll have a big game, but they don't really have to at that price tag. So, and it's Josh Allen that you're facing. He's 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 good for at least one or two boneheaded plays a day. Yeah, yeah exactly, play and. I, I kind of, I, you know, my memory's not great. I am over 50, but at the same time, I don't remember too many offensive coordinator changes in the middle of a season for a team that's in the playoff hunt. So maybe yeah, this was, is the, maybe this is the week, Nick, that they finally do really well. And then tomorrow, everyone's like, the Bills are back. They got a new Oak C. They're back. They're a top <laughs> five team again. I am only threw for one interception instead of two. Yeah, I am a little surprised that Allen is the most expensive quarterback this week, given that it's against the Jets, who don't really give up a ton of points. Daily Fantasy uh, probably takes in like your EPA or success rate or something like that. Yeah. So to me, to me, against the Jets defense, Allen is a guy I'm avoiding 100%. You're totally right. I, I don't, I, I um, Jordan used to write the articles who to, who to pick and who to avoid, but he would have been on my avoid list for sure. Yeah. When you think about teams like like San Francisco going up against Tampa, I mean, obviously they're one of the go tos. Um, but then you have you trust like the Lions defense against Chicago. I know their secondary has been hit or miss this year. Um, is that something you kind of I look look at? So if you want like a discount on um, for a defense. Yeah, I mean, if you're willing to pay up, I mean, to some degree, the Lions will do well. I mean, like Joe was saying earlier, and um, we'll see, see here why, why Fields is in his third year and still not that great. So, There's a world where they can maybe run the ball. Justin can have a good running game. 
but there's also going to be a world where, you know, he's got two guys ass naked wide open down the field for a touchdown and he just decides to not throw it to him. And the thing that really stinks, I agree with Joe on this, on the on them running the ball, but you really can't trust any of their fantasy as, assets in running back nope. because Herbert's coming back. And so I, we don't know what the split's going to be. But a, a couple of guys that you might consider for cheaper value at running back to me are going to be, I, I don't know that you can really trust him, but Devin Singletary is going to get all the load in, in Houston. And also um, Daryl Henderson for the Rams are both cheap options if you need them. I think um, this isn't a redacted hate segment by me, uh, although there's a lo- there's a new logo out there that could be finding its way to you, to a to a friend near you. Um, for those interested, shout out to my guy Dan. Uh, Golf could be someone to look at. Gibbs or Montgomery could also be something to look at. The David Montgomery revenge game. Just for the, I know the I know the redacted's defensive numbers lately have been better. Apparently, they have a top five rushing defense, which take that for what you will. <laughs> um, but I think you're going to be reminded today against a smart coach and a smart offense uh, that yeah, it's uh, still a disaster. Um, so we'll see. I, probably- I think the Lions' offense is going to do well today. I'm assuming that's an option with them being a top five rush defense that uh, they're pretty crappy in the air. Um, they were at the beginning of the year. They, Yeah, I mean, their defense has still not been great. I mean, listen, their last four games have been the Raiders, who basically black-holed their season that, year, that game uh, until they fired Josh McDaniels, which was the smartest move. Then they played the Chargers, and the Chargers lit them up. Then they played the Saints, and the only reason the Saints scored twenty-four points is because the because the Redacteds had like a thousand turnovers in their own territory. And then they played the Panthers, who have the worst offense in the league. So, uh, I mean, that's been their stretch lately. Um, so I I don't know. I feel like there's some numbers that probably make their defense look good. I don't trust it. I think I think there's a chance that the Lions light them like a joint today. Yeah, I I don't like to use the words redactive because that's your word, but yeah, they they're not good. So <laughs> a couple of quarterbacks that I want to throw out here. I know you mentioned the Purdy Ayuk stack, but I'm looking and Purdy's actually pretty cheap this week going against that Bucks defense. CJ Stroud had a decent day against them a few weeks ago, just a little bit. Jordan Love against the Chargers today. Two defenses that struggle against quarterbacks fantasy-wise. Is there a a world today where you like Jordan Love in daily fantasy? I did it. I did did that. Uh I took um, Yeah, I took a – because I'm big on Eckler and St. Brown this week. So I took – and I've been seeing a lot about Jaden Reed. I'm getting a lot more action. So I took uh, Love and Jaden Reed as almost like a, you could say it's a di- a, a Walmart version of Purdy and Ayuk. would be the best way I could describe it. But if you if you have the, the money remaining and you could do it, yeah, definitely go Ayuk and Purdy because so, ever since their bye week, something's been figured out in 
Tampa Bay's passing defense. They went from like the number 10 to the number 24 passing defense in three weeks. CJ Stratt will do that to you. Not even that. They let Desmond Ritter throw for almost 300 yards. That's like, true. that's like, I'm not quite I, I, the the Bills figured something out, and the whole league saw it. Because ever since that Monday night football game, they've just been getting torched. Okay, I, I'm honestly a little bit more nauseated by Jordan Love, but I mean, in a world he does exist. So <laughs> I've, I've let him hurt me so many times this year. I'm willing to let one more. I was happy with him to start the season when he was my quarterback in a league. And I benched him for Trevor Lawrence. I've kind of I went back and forth with him. Now I've finally dropped Jordan Love and I've actually picked him up again and dropped him again since. Are you still riding with Lawrence? Um, I actually picked up uh Gino today. I'm hoping that maybe, just maybe, he has another good day. I'm waiting for Lawrence to have a good game because he's been okay, but he's not really shown out yet. So maybe I'll well, maybe I'll throw that in at the end depending on the number of listener questions we get. Trevor Lawrence or Geno Smith? Man, Trevor Trevor has been a nightmare. Man. It's been rough. What a rough. What a weird season they've had. Okay. So for daily fantasy's sake, is there anything else you guys want to jump on or put a bow on it and move on to our next segment here in a moment? I would say I'm good with putting a bow. I would I would say Watch Noah Brown's line in the next hour. See if he's available. It says he's unlikely to play, but they're going to try to see what they can do to get him in. Um, if he's in, I think he can go for another 100-yard game. They just can't find a way to stop him. Does anybody have access to um, like their computer in regards to the shouldn't, – shouldn't the inact has already been named? Um, it, all I see is injured. It's, everything I'm seeing says he's still unlikely to play. Okay. So I'll do a double check. Um, yeah, I just saw that he is out today. Noah Brown is out, as is Antonio Gibson. Matthew Berry, three seconds ago. And um, these guys are in. Keenan, A-Chan, Fryermuth, Dowdle, Mostert, Herbert, uh, Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, Nico Collins, Zay Jones. Some of those guys were a little questionable. But Noah Brown is a no-go today. I I would just ride Tank Dell and Nico a little bit harder. So. Okay. Coming up next, we will talk betting. Joe's got some for us. Daniel will give a preview of what he's working on for the Golden Ticket Show coming up after, for fantasy sake, wraps up today. We'll play Take It or Leave It, and we'll take a look at the for frequency sake, anytime touchdown of the week. All next when we return. Take your energy level to new heights this football season with Lifted Energy. Try any of Lifted's nine specialty energy drinks or create your own and conquer fatigue. Visit Lifted this fall at 2430 16th Street Moline or check their Facebook page at Lifted Energy to see what festival, market, or fair they are popping up at today. Lifted Energy. Get lifted. Hate mowing? Need your lawn or business landscaped? Having trouble with an unruly yard that your neighbors hate? Yard Barbers LLC is your hookup. Mowing, weeding, edging, trimming, aerating, fertilizing, haul away, they can do it all. And they aren't just good for your summertime yard blues. They work all year long, 
and you can get signed up for their winter services for that annoying snow and ice removal. Find Yard Barbers on Facebook at Yard Barbers LLC, send them an email at yardbarbersqc at gmail.com, or shoot them a text at 309-235-1595. Betting. What are we betting on today? Joe and Dan, what do we have cooking? Well, yesterday we had a one in one day. Uh, Indiana, way to let us down. Absolutely disgusting. And Georgia, never a doubt. Um, so that was nice. Hold on, I lost my little thing here. We got four today. We're going to start in Cleveland. Why are the Steelers dogs against the. Uh, why is Dorian Thompson Robinson a favorite? In a National Football League game, the world may never know. Back on the Mike Tomlin as an underdog's train, this certainly won't end up in disaster. Steelers plus two and a half should be a fun one. Over-under is 33 and a half. What a stat. I mean, good Lord. I mean, if you want to understand, if you want to experience Big Ten football, turn on that Brown-Steelers game today. Sit back and just... Let it wash over you. We're going to Detroit. We talked about the Redacteds. We talked about how their defensive numbers are Fugazi. And we're letting the we're we're gonna bet the Lions. It's a big number. It's seven and a half. We're laying it. We don't care. I was really this thing went from nine and a half to seven and a half. Apparently, Justin Fields moves lines for casual morons. Who betted a bunch? Um, but who knows if some maybe some of Pete, maybe some folks who betted at nine and a half also got seven and a half. They caught that maybe some are catching seven and a half and laying. Sorry, I'll get this right eventually. They're catching nine and a half and laying seven and a half, and you can get a nasty middle. That would be cool. Like thirty-eight, like twenty-eight to twenty could get you home. On the or 28, uh, no, wait, it's kind of one of the only ones or nine. What's a what's a nine point 28? No, 26, 17. I could get you home, though that's not a real normal score. Anywho, I say all that to say this. Um, I think the Lions today stay, stay rolling. I don't think, I think there were some of, like I said, I think some of the redacted's defensive numbers. I think they're a little propped up, and with Fields back, uh, listen, man, I get that some people still love it, but those folks just love pain, and I don't. We'll see today. Lions lay at seven and a half. Seahawks, the line has moved three points since we originally put this out. We got it at Seahawks minus one. It is now plus two. At least last night at 4 a.m. it was. Uh, they're playing the Rams who have struggled lately. Granted Stafford, Matthew Stafford was out. He is back now. Um, so I, I kind of understand it, but I'm also just going to say, I think this is a more important game for Seattle. The only thing that worries me is this could be the empty, the entire, uh, you know, like when you're playing a video game, when you have like a, it's, I don't know if you would consider it a weapons cache, but you know how, like, if you're playing like a gate video game, like 
The Last of Us or something like that, and you just got all of your weapons, your craft, you're like crafting a bunch of different weapons, you got everything stored up, and you're just in this one boss fight, and you're unloading it, you're emptying the clip per se, that could be this week for the Rams, their season's kind of on the line today, so that does worry me a little bit, but Seahawks got blasted by these guys week one, Um, I think they're still trying to play, I think they're still alive in the NFC West, um, I expect the Seahawks to win today. And then lastly, this is just a numbers play. Eagles Chiefs over 45 and a half. It's a it's a overs play as in a it, it's a it's a vibes play. Like, God, I really I really hope this game is ex- like not that 24 to 20 wouldn't be exciting. Or even 24 to 21, a number that wouldn't get us home. That'd be exciting. But I'll have a lot more fun if we're coming on the show tomorrow after a 35-31 or a 40-37 or a 45-42 type of game. 38-35. 38-35. Back up the train. Back it up. You know what? You, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll just pin that for about 10 seconds from here. But yeah, just 45 and a half. It's a vibes play. We're going to go over. Unless there's some inclement weather that I'm not aware of. But uh and then the what there's no wouldn't it be hilarious, but you know what would be hilarious, Nick? Is if you can't bet on this, but imagine if it was 35 to 35 late and the Eagles were driving, and then they're the ones that got the benefit of a weird holding call <laughs> and they were able to run the clock out and walk it off with a 38-35 win. That would be hilarious. Even though I agree that, that uh, I agree with the holding call in the Super Bowl, but if that's how the game ended tomorrow, that would be funny. So, yeah, those are our four plays today. Steelers plus two and a half. Lions minus seven and a half. Seahawks plus two. And Chiefs-Eagles tomorrow night. Game of the century. Over 45 and a half. Let's go. No, I, I like those. I, I like the. I think the only thing I'd stay away from is for me just Monday night, the way primetime games have been. I just want to sit back and enjoy a good football game. Yeah. Um, but so we we had a, our first big week in college football since uh, week six. We went seven and one. Um, the only play that hurt us was we took USC money line. I thought you know maybe they were going to have some kind of a good game with Caleb Williams last game at home this year. Um, but overall, yesterday, if you followed our card, we went fourteen and four on everything. Um, would have been fifteen and three if the Heat didn't absolutely choke yesterday i know doug's probably out still celebrating that one um but so we have a we have a big card this week um there's a lot of plays i like with value and if you guys checked out our show on monday where we always are preaching about look at the lines early we caught a lot of these lines um well before injury reports came out and they've moved a lot we caught the dolphins at minus 10 so we locked that one in um that was that was the line on Monday before injury reports came out. So I knew once once they knew A chain was back, once like they started seeing practices that will then jump up. We caught the Cowboys at minus eight instead of uh, I think it's ten and a half right now. So I love those two, but um a couple of games I'm really interested in watching. We have um the Detroit game. I took Amon Ross St. Brown over 84 and a half receiving yards. 
I I think he is getting undershadowed by the way CD Lamb has played the last couple weeks, but I don't know what they did during that bye week, but he has been on a tear. He's had over 100 yards every game. He's hit um, 90 yards or more every time he's played the Bears um, in the last two seasons, except for the blowout game. Um, I think it was like two years ago, the very last game of the season, but I don't see anyone in the secondary that can stop him. I think the only thing that stops them is if they go up four score, if they go up four scores in the first half, and then they just don't play him the rest of the game to save him for next week. Um, but the way Dan Campbell runs, I think all you're going to see the starters for the entire game, no matter what the score is. Um, we also got CD Lamb for someone who's gotten 150 yards in what was it three consecutive weeks, Joe? Four. Um. Yeah, he's got like a month straight of well, he's got three straight weeks, I think, of like ten catches over and over a buck fifty. Why is his line at eighty-two and a half? Like I get it's the Panthers. They like this could be a blowout game, but we saw it last week too. Even when it was a immense blowout and red zone stopped showing the score after halftime, they still kept him in until the fourth quarter. They were going after that record though. He's like one of the first guys ever to or on a short list to have three straight games like that. So they definitely kept him in to have that record. But still, this is a Panthers team that doesn't really have a secondary. Everyone's injured on their last leg. He could hit this in the first half with two throws. Um, So I'm locking that in. We also had a parlay for both these guys to do 100 plus. It's plus 400 on FanDuel. Um, $10 wins you 50. Um, We also have Christian McCaffrey over 100 and a half rushing receiving yards. Like I said earlier, I don't know what they figured out about this Tampa Bay defense, but they are getting killed in the passing game. McCaffrey's been averaging 40, 50 yards, a minimum of receiving yards every game, as well as about 50 yards rushing. So 100 yards should not be a problem. As much as I think this game could be a blowout, Tampa somehow keeps these kind of games close. And if McCaffrey gets going, they're not going to be able to stop him. Um, and we have two more I love. One of them is Derrick Henry over 11 and a half receiving yards. That seems like a very low line. I get the Jacksonville defense has been good, but Hen- this is a quarterback who, if they take away that deep ball, it's going to be short screen plays. And if you get Derrick Henry running in the open field, he's, he's going to get at least 15, 20 yards minimum. So that, that one was more of just a, a hot take play. I really like that look. Um, and then our last one is Seattle, LA under 46 and a half. This, this one, I absolutely love this is, I would, I put two units on this one. This is my play of the day. Um, Seattle has not played good in the second half this year. The game against Washington was the first time since we, since the lions game that they've scored more than 10 points in the second half going up against a division rival, that they could not score against that other than Aaron Donald doesn't have a defense. I I think we're seeing, we're going to see another Geno Smith struggle game um, to answer your question, your question later. There's my answer. I think we might see another Geno Smith struggle game. I think they're going to be a little more cautious with Matt Stafford coming off the injury. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a low, it's going to be a lower scoring game. So we're going to feed the under there. 46 and a half seems too high for a divisional matchup. So that's that's our plays. Um, we posted our full card already on Twitter, or the artist formerly known as Twitter. Excuse me, Joe. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. We're going to have some basketball plays up and running, um, as well as some prize picks plays in the next hour. 
Um, and I'm going to go ahead and plug the after show at 1230. We're going to be rocking. Uh, we're going to be doing a different kind of golden ticket show. Instead of going back over the lines, we're going to be pulling up prize picks and we're going to break down our full send six leg prize picks, $5 to $125 play live with you guys. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Talk about emptying the clip. Let's go. As you said, week one to me, I'm back. Yep. <laughs> one bet that I like this week, Brees Hall's receiving yards. Um, depending on the book, half the books are putting his line at 23 and a half, and half the books are putting it at 26 and a half. Uh, I guess there is a 24 and a 25 and a half in there as well. But if you want over 23 and a half for Brees Hall, a number that he has cleared in four of the last five, and I also saw on Twitter that in the, the one game he didn't hit that mark, he had a 20-yarder called back uh, on a on a penalty that would have hit. So DraftKings, Bet Rivers, they have it at 23 and a half at the best odds of minus 120. So if you are looking for that, those are the books I would recommend for that bet. I also like George Kittle's receiving yards, and FanDuel has the best line for that. Everybody has 44 and a half except for FanDuel. They've got it at 42 and a half. Hey. So if you want to make a play there, I like FanDuel it. has been the weirdest sports book for football. Like every I feel like every time I look at them, like like most of the books, their lines are pretty close together. Like DraftKings, MGM, they'll usually be like half a yard or a yard off. But like for example, the CD Lamb when I caught that at 82 and a half on FanDuel, it was 89 and a half when I caught it on DraftKings. So I don't know what who is doing the lines at FanDuel, but they have been wild. Either they've been the geniuses and it's been going under, or they have been wildly off on every single one of their uh, player props this year. Yeah, that that Kittle low Kittle line seems way too low. I didn't love him for DFS, but that's way too low to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, though, I was going to say, I don't know. Again, props aren't my specialty at all. But I mean, what is my specialty other than just being a being a a douchebag? The Henry, the Henry number. The only thing that would make me a little weary about that, and I know it's low, is like, is Levis a guy you trust to check the ball down? You know I, mean, I wouldn't even say it's that. I think it's if, like, from what I've seen this year, when he can break that big run or when he starts breaking through the defense, their go-to for the next couple of snaps, it's almost like with the Saints and Kamara, where once he gets kind of hot, they just keep th- feeding him the screen passes or, like, Debo, mm-hmm. where it's just let him run. If if they're giving him this little screen pass and he's got a yard of separation going down the field, he he's getting at least five or six yards on it every time. That's a great I think, point. I think the the problem last week was like the first play of the game, they threw him a screen pass. It went for negative four yards, and they found themselves down so much that it was just we got to throw it down the field. We can't just keep running these little short balls. That's a fair point. Yeah, you're right. They they do utilize their screen game pretty well with him. The, the only thing that hurts that is Tajay Spears has been taking a lot of these uh, three yard curl routes that used to be Derrick Henry's specialty of just we're going to throw him the ball because it's going to take more than one of you to you're not going to double him and it's going to take more than one of you to take him down. 
Yeah, that was going to be my thought as well as the Tajay Spears factor. So, any other lines, props, things you um, like today? There's what I'm leaning, just because I feel like these two teams always somehow find a way to go against what's expected. But I do like the Giants and Washington under. I think I think even though Washington should be able to win this handily, that the the divisional mass matchup aspect of it and the rivalry of it's going to make this kind of a low scoring gritty game. What's the under on this one? I got it at 38 and a half. I've seen books at 37. I've seen some at uh, close to 40. I think let me let me check it live right now. Um let's see. Live right now I got uh over under 39 is the best odd. Being honest, it could be as low as the Steelers-Browns game, and it wouldn't bother me. So, yeah, totally agree here. The that the, the Giants-Commanders one, you sent me a thing the other day for it. That's a really good one. Because the Giants, I, I think you just said it, but the Giants have hit, like, all but one or two of their unders this year, right? Yeah, let me let me pull it back up. While I'm pulling it up, I also like the Vikings to win tonight because if there's any team that would unluckily take down the Broncos, it's going to be Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I do believe. Like I, that's the most. Like I was saying, the most Broncos thing ever would be to lose to the Bears, and they almost did. The most Broncos thing ever this year is to get hot and then lose to a, an astronaut. Man, I wanna. I wanted. I wanted to put the the Vikings on my card, but I didn't have the. I didn't have the guts. They, I don't think tonight is a letdown spot, but because the Broncos have been playing well. So if they lose like 27, 24, it'll feel like a letdown spot to a degree. But because the perception of the Broncos all season has been bad, and I still think they're kind of mid, they're very mid. But man, that game being in Denver, that's tough. So the Giants one is they've covered a 36 and a half spread in five of their 10 games. But when the spread is 38 or higher, they have this actually, yeah, the they've only had one spread under 38, and that was the Jets Giants game in the rain um a couple weeks back. But they've went under every game except for Dallas and then their comeback in Arizona. So I I like I I like this team to somehow I think at this point it's more they're they're playing for the pride of you got to beat the divisional opponent no matter what your record's going to finish up. So I think they're going to try to keep this one close. Yeah, that it is Washington being a 10-point favorite nearly like the weirdest line of the week. Yeah. The, like that's one of those it I seems I, like a Ron Rivera letdown spot. Yeah, I doubt they lose because the Giants basically are fielding a um, a Division Two team right now. But I also believe that the Washington can't be trusted, and they just lost to them when Tyrod was playing a couple weeks ago. Now I know it's still Tomas Dovito, one of the members of the Sopranos or the Godfather family or whatever. But uh, <laughs> man. Also, why is the line? My God, why did the Dolphins line get to fourteen? <laughs> just it's just from H A. When uh, the announcement came, was coming off AR. It went from a it went from an eleven to a thirteen and a half. 
I mean, maybe, but Jesus Louise's, man. It's maybe. okay. They're playing a bad team. That's an impactful 10 carries. Maybe we get he do I mean, dude, he's he's a his yard he is the leader of the yards per carry merchants. Um and I love it. I'm glad he's back. They need they need another I mean, having that weapon will be nice. I mean, I get it, but that's a lot of points, dude, against a team that's that's feeling themselves. Maybe I mean, maybe people are expecting the the reality crash that the Raiders in these two games played the depleted Giants and the dead on arrival, like the dead on arrival Giants and the depleted Jets. So this is going to be a massive wake up call for them. Uh, but man, I will say too, Colton. I did see Colton Miller is out. I know we don't talk about linemen on this show, but he is a he is probably he is by far their best lineman for the Raiders. He is also one of their best players, so that could be a bad thing for them. The Dolphins have a pretty good pass rush. Um or pass rush as if you were Chris Collinsworth. Um do, do they do they uh, set lines for rush attempts like for a player? I'm wondering about what we oh, think some about books do, yeah. Who are you who are you curious about? Curious about A chain. Rushing attempts. I'll tell you here in just a sec. Let's say, Nick, what do you use to look at your lines? Um, I've moved to oddsshopper.com. Vikings are a full field goal now in Denver, man. That's why I took it. Plus three was was a little too high to me. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, that's a good ass play. You do not see him on this website. They got Mostert at 11 and a half. I got it. Let me check. I use um, action's been really good for plays like this. Um, it has him at 12 and a half for um, points bet. What do y'all think? I'm going to go. I, I wouldn't touch that because it's his first week back off IR. Yeah. If this game gets to a blowout, he might be, they might just kind of limit his touches. Like, uh, hey, we're going to give you five to six just to get you in. But if he's hot, they're obviously not going to take him out. Yeah. Is this touches or carries? Carries. I don't know, Nick. What's his most carries in a game in that month he played? Uh, um, I'll look that up too. Like 15? For carries, it was 11, 8, and 18 in his three games. And the 18 was when he got hurt. I'm going to say 18. less. 18 was the Broncos game. I'm going to take the under at 12 and a half. So. Yeah, I'd go under. Yeah, if you're betting it, I wouldn't bet it. But if yeah, you're it's not it. a bet that I want to make. If you want to, no, if I'm you want to go to rushing attempt, but I, I put Jerome Ford to get 14 rushing attempts today. I think, I think he with them having um, a third string quarterback starting, it's going to be a a heavy run game, and I think they're just going to pound the ball with him and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Do you- All right. So that'll do it for this segment. We'll come back, answer some questions. A little light on the reader questions today, so maybe we'll throw out some of our juicy takes for the week. We'll do some rapid fire, perhaps. I knew, I know we've got at least one comment in. Braden, he's been waiting patiently here for the last little bit, so we'll uh, we'll get to his question in just a short minute here on For Fantasy Sake. 
Do you love everything sports? So do we. That's why we shop at Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles. Atomic has everything you could ever want to blow up your collections. They have sports cards ranging from the 1980s to today, whether it's singles, wax packs, hangers, or boxes. They've got vintage hats, clothes, and collectibles from your favorite teams to widen your collection. Check out Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles today at 102 4th Street West, Milan, Illinois. You from the West, the podcast covering Illinois high school football. Weekly analysis and reaction from around the western side of the state of Illinois. This is the game we had circled when the year started. Follow along on YouTube and Twitter and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's big time football out there tonight and I know we can play big time football. You from the West, we got you covered. Let's get to it, and I see Jordan's fired a question in there as well. We'll begin with Braden, full PPR. Do I flex Romeo Dobbs or Alexander Madison? What say you, gang? I'm going to go Dobbs there. Just like I was saying earlier, I think this we could potentially see a, a really good game from Jordan Love against a, the worst passing defense in the NFL. Um I try to stay away from Madison even just because I'm relying on him for a future bet, and I know he's not going to hit it. So I don't want to give myself hope. Will people be clamoring for a Jordan Love MVP like they were after week one? No. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't even give an answer to that. I was just busy laughing. <laughs> hey, man, that guy was I, I the greatest player of all time after week one. Greatest week one quarterback of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't honestly love Dobbs or Madison, but I'll go Dobbs because Madison was questionable all week, and I think Ty Chandler gets a little run. So, yeah, I would do. I would go Dobbs. Madison's very volatile. Devonte or Debo in the flex? We are in a world here in 2023 where we are considering benching Devonte Adams. Hmm. spicy one there jordan hey man i mean also though if Devonte and debo are your flex options your team must be loaded brother i'll go debo just because i think i think that game's going to be a bit closer than raiders dolphins and if we see a blood enough they might just bench debo or might bench Devonte. at least debo you're going to get a couple you might get a couple rushing plays and he's guaranteed the catches it's just more of the how much is he going to do on the yards? Because if he's not getting deep balls, they're going to throw screens. In favor of Mr. Adams, he has had a weird year. He had the... um, He had a... You know, he had a good start to the season. He had that game against the Steelers where he had 20 targets. He then cooled off a bit. He had the Packers game and the Patriots game. And then he complained, and then he had 12 targets against against the Redacteds, including a drop touchdown. But then it's kind of been a disaster. One catch on seven targets against the, against the Lions. We all remember that. The Giants game, meh, he was there. But they did blow him out. But then last week, signs of life. Six catches, 86 yards, 13 targets. With O'Connell in there, the other other games O'Connell has started, 
the Giants game, obviously, the Chargers game, he threw it to him 13 times. So with O'Connell in there, I think Devontae's still got some, he's got some good juice left for the fantasy season. But for this week, I say all that to say this. For this week's particular matchup, man, maybe D. I don't know. Flip a coin, Jordan. Flip a coin. Because also at the end of the day, too, it's like sometimes you're also spinning that. Remember earlier in the day, we were talking about that roulette wheel uh, with the Texans. Who's hot? Who's not? You never know with the Niners. Other than like Ayuk. Ayuk's like their only real guarantee, so. The Debo thing could be very touchdown dependent. I know Dan is worried about the blowout. I'm I'm actually thinking this game is going to be closer than it should be. I don't see a world where this game is a blowout big enough that Devontae isn't in in at the end. Yeah, I don't think if it is a blowout, I don't think it's still late. Yeah. I uh I agree with the flip a coin, but since we're asked to make a choice, I'm gonna go ahead and say Debo because of the matchup. So Here's the real question on everybody's radar. Is Joe going to play a kicker in the Toys for Tots League? And DJ also has another question. Pick two. White, Evans, Reed, or today. This must be in the flex. Should we just give him the wrong choice? And just for that connections quiz he gave us this week? Oh, and actually, he's, he's changing it on us. Add Stafford to that previous question as well. So it must be a super, super flex. It must be a super flex. I'm going to say White and Evans despite the matchup. I've been rocking with Jay. I'm rocking with Jaden Reed this week, so I'm taking him. I wouldn't take any running back against against the San Francisco defense. I'm going to give me Evans and Reed. Sorry. Is has Reed taken over as like the top target in Green Bay? I don't even think Jordan Love knows that question. Seen, but he's been getting a lot more um targets. Okay. Jordan, he says that he should just drop White and Evans and pick up waiver wire dudes instead. <laughs> that's a good strategy. Can we go back to the DJ question? The for the the yes. uh the, 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 the one that directed at me. Um, the answer to that is no, because I just tried to add a ki- uh, kicker and it won't let me because of waivers or whatever. Well, can't uh, you pick a different kicker? No, I mean, I mean, I kick, I, I, I have Daniel Jones on the bench who has IR. I haven't, I haven't checked this league in a while, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I my, tried my, to add Cameron. The Dicker, other website I worked for, I tried to pick up Cameron Dicker, who's a, you know, Dicker the kicker. He plays a noon game. Wouldn't let me add him. So is this in the the Winkle Division one? Tis. Okay, yeah. You can literally pick up any other kicker except for Dicker because he must have been dropped recently. Everybody else is a free agent. He's on waivers. Oh, I must not have noticed that. Somebody dropped him on third this morning. Okay. Somebody dropped him this morning. That makes I sense. agree with Joe. No kickers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Kickers. DJ's are... just trying to pull. He's he's gonna pull up the league and sabotage him and just go and waiver wire add drop every kicker. William, the other website I work for is called goingfor2.com, and it's because we don't believe in kickers. So no kickers. I like it. I like it. 
All right. My bad. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, Good point. We've still got a little time for those questions. You can get those in the chat. We'll get to those here if you uh, send them in. But while we uh, wait and dwell on that, we'll do a little rapid fire. Quarterback one of the week. Who we like this week? I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. It's gross, but I'm going to go Sam Howell. Yeah, that is gross. <laughs> I am going to go with Dorian Thompson. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine, though? PJ Walker, because he comes off the bench. That'd be something. I'm going to either go uh, Josh Allen or uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa. What is your final answer? One of those two. <laughs> Whichever one does better this week. Joe's been very indecisive today. Must have been a Florida State thing. I don't know. Not in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's the least animated I've ever seen you give your Sinister Six. <laughs> I had time I had time to talk today. That was weird. It was his, it was his sad six today. Yep. Do me, to, do me to edit it next week and put a wah wah at the end. Yeah, just put a just, just put a frowny face. Just put water instead of the flame. For those one or for you'll have more time to talk next week. I probably I need to tell DJ, but I'm planning on not being on next week's show. I've got I've got seven games in two days next week. Basketball. Yep. Nice. Six six basketball games next weekend. This is just Friday and Saturday. Six next week. Uh, six basketball. One hockey. Two different states in one of the days. Uh, or states, cities, I mean. Yeah, man. I'm gonna that you're attending live? Uh, my uh, my uh, broadcasting gig that I have. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be a tired boy. That's going to be like back-to-back 12-hour days. Mm. I'm going to – I might miss the entire Sunday slate next week, honestly. Be sure to take some lemon juice. I'm just going to need to decompress. I'm just going to go to, oh, damn it, Bill's Eagles next Sunday. That's that's a good one. I lied. I might have to watch that. But, yeah, be sure to take plenty of lemon juice with you. Lemon juice? I'm going to throw Jack in the QB1 mix this week. Definitely on the board. Wouldn't it be hilarious, QB1, Bryce Young? Could you (laughs) imagine? Wouldn't it be hilarious, Parlay? Bears win. Bears money line. Panthers money line. That'd be oh my god, that would be fun. I had a friend, he does knows nothing about betting. He said this looks like it would win, and he took the Panthers to win by between 31 and 40 points because it was plus fifty thousand. Didn't you put that wow. in the chat this week? Is that what yeah. you were talking about? <laughs> Good God. I told man. him to cash out, he won't do it. Hey man, what if he's good? What if it's yeah, we never you never know. Addison Godwin Puka pick two. Addison and Puka. Yeah. I'm gonna go Godwin. Um, Godwin plays better against man defense, and if they if they're if the Niners are forced to play man, which they've been doing a lot of on like second down plays, um, their man defense is awful this year. So and Godwin's gonna. I think Godwin could rip a couple uh, big plays. Hey Dan, do you remember a Baltimore receiver that you said was good against man to man? Yeah. And what happened to him this week? Yeah, 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 uh-huh. He had one catch for one long touchdown. Mm-hmm. I like it. That pays the bills when you're betting. Yeah, so you, it was crazy. Feeling, I was so nervous about that way. 
Listen, I was so nervous about betting a line that was six and a half for receiving <laughs> yards. I was like, good God, he's not going to touch the field. But it worked, and he got a touchdown. That would have been a nice parlay to do like plus 50 yards and a touchdown or something. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's Addison Godwin Puka. Um, running back one of the week. Who are we feeling? Does A-Chan, does he, does he jump right I'll in? I'll go Eckler. Eckler. I just love last day. You know what? It's I haven't said this all year, but Brian's back, baby. All all this that was his go-to every week last year. RB one, and he just fire off Eckler while Eckler, Eckler would get <laughs> nineteen catches for twenty-seven yards. Yeah, uh, I wanted to go Eckler even on by even when he was out hurt for sure. Yeah, um, the Saints don't play today, so I can't see Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. No, I lied. Big joke. LOL. Uh, oh, God. Maybe I'm not lying. David Montgomery, revenge game. Or Jameer Gibbs. I have Jameer Gibbs in a, in a couple lineups, so that would be nice, too. I'm feeling a... I'm, I'm Well, I'm not going to say RB1, but I'm feeling a big game coming from Brees Hall. Just to hit my over in receiving yards. He torched them in week one. Like to see it again for multiple reasons, and their defense is a lot more hurt right now, too. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver one this week. Look into your crystal ball, Jaden Reed. No, I'm kidding. CD and Tyreek are technically those projected to be. I'm gonna go with Monroe. Okay, there's also a world. I mean, this was a Tyreek thing, by the way, for those that were on on edge for the uneducated. Uh, there is also a world where Brandon Ayuk is wide receiver one this week. Okay, put that in your put that in your you know as a lime in your Corona or something. I don't know. Didn't learn the plan on that one. Here's a fun one. Tight end one of the week. Not <laughs> not Mark Swift. Andrews. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm going to say back. not Taylor Swift, and I'll go with McBride. This pen. I'm going Hawkinson. I'm going to go Kittle, but a sneaky tight end. I was just thinking about um, with Hurst out. Tommy Trimble has been a big target for Young, and he's going to get more touches today or more reps today. So he could be a sneaky one for a, a low budget tight end. And lastly, what game that isn't your team are you watching today? I think today I'm just going to watch basketball. <laughs> These <laughs> games just look bad. <laughs> just gonna yeah, I'm going to say it'll be tomorrow, but I'll go to Chiefs Eagles. I'm just going to watch Red Zone. Yeah, exactly. And pretend like the league was great this week. Games that Packers fans, so I think that'll be the default. I'm going to give I'm going to give an actual answer. I'm like my coworkers here today. I'm going to say Cardinals-Texans. That game could be Good very game. fun. Very my, fun. My girlfriend's a Dolphins also, fan, so that's who we're watching probably. Also, That was when, my DFS game, so why not? I agree also, with you on that one. Also, like, the Texans this have been must-see television for, like, what, Nick, now? Like, almost a month outside of that Panthers game? Yeah, ever have, since the Panthers game. 
Uh, well, yeah, that was yeah. The last couple weeks, the the pan, um, definitely. But outside of that, like, I mean, almost all. I mean, the Falcons game was a one score game. The Saints game was a one score game that had a crazy finish. The Panthers game was a one score game. It was close, just low scoring. And then obviously the last two weeks have been awesome. So the Texans have kind of been America's team in my mind. Just the, they have been they have been an electric factory. That game could be awesome. And the funny thing is, I've got Noah Brown out injured on my number one fantasy team, but I, and I got Nico Collins, and I didn't want to drop Noah even though he's out. So anyway. you want a piece of that offense? There you go. He's, Nobody yeah. wants to watch Steelers Browns today. I like it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I'm in a bad mood, and I love you. Pain. Couldn't I'm, pay I love me pain enough right now to watch Kenny Pickett one more time. So maybe I'm just gonna watch it to just be sad, to keep my theme up. I'm gonna continue to just <laughs> put myself in a blender. Well, folks, we did good. Dan's gonna have some more to talk about next with the Golden Ticket Show. That he will. For Brian, Joe, stick around for Dan. I'm Nick. You've been listening to For Fantasy Sake. Everybody, go win some matchups today, shall you? Please, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>